the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hello, how are you doing today? My name is Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. We're located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. In studio with me is my good friend, producer, and co-host, Mr. Carl Big Papa Welsh. Who do we have on the show today, Carl? Well, well, well. Today we have a young gentleman. He ain't too young. He still look young. We got a gentleman coming in today that uh, are going to talk about taxes a little bit. Now, this guy, he's a, he's a graduate from the number one public institution in America today, University of California in Berkeley. He got his MBA from the University of Texas, the Longhorns, and he uh, has about 20 plus, 20, 25 years in working, uh, doing corporate tax work and finance, finances and for Fortune 100 companies. And today... He is my accountant. No, not really. Uh, but uh, today we got a gentleman by the name of Daryl Dunn. Daryl, welcome to the show. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Carl. Now, you've Thank been you. doing this for a long time, so you got a good head for numbers, huh, Daryl? Well, let, let, me, let me clarify something that you said. Uh, I've been in corporate America, I'm going to say, 20, 25 years, doing all types of financial planning, accounting, and analysis. Uh, it's only recently, and, I, and I've also been doing my own you know, personal taxes for that long, but it's probably the last five years that I've been doing you know, CPA work type stuff um, and working at a CPA tax firm, and I do a lot of the business financial planning for the CPA, including now, taxes, of course. Now, now does, a, does a CPA do his own taxes? Yeah, of course he does. You don't you don't have your partner do it just in case if something happened you can say, Well, I didn't do it. (laughs) Carl Davis did. (laughs) If he's doing that many taxes for that many other people, he better dang well be able to do it. I'm I'm gonna have to have you do mine this year because uh, I got some irregularities that we need to talk about. Hey, um, Daryl, you know, but Carl, Carl said something though that maybe a lot of people who are listening may not know that. Even though 
if you have a professional like an accountant or CPA do your taxes, if your taxes are quote unquote wrong, I don't mm-hmm. think the CPA and the accountant are liable, right? The person that's uh, it's their no, taxes. No, if you get something wrong, it, so if you 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 take your taxes to a certified you know financial planner or or even at like the H and R Block in those places, if they make a mistake, they are liable in certain ways for certain things. It, it kind of depends on what it is. I mean, your 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 taxes are only as good as you know information that's provided to you. So you know, sort of that you can get some wrong stuff from them, and if it's wrong, and you know, uh, government catches it, you got to change it around. But if it's like um, you know, like say uh, you you know didn't uh, you reported some foreign income and your tax person didn't put it in. Yeah, the tax person can be liable for not putting it in. Don't be talking so. about Paul Manafort like that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> the tax person does have some accountability. Let's yeah. just say. So, 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 so if 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 I put in a bunch of. If I, you know, I'm in the entertainment industry and I do a lot of dinners with clients, I can put those dinners in, um, right? As as business expenses. Well, yeah. So he, so you, but but you you may have a a, a larger problem this year, right? And that's, that's yeah. one of the new uh, changes that happened uh, that, uh, that in this new new tax law, and that is uh, you start to see some small businesses get hurt by that part because you can now no longer deduct meals from your meals and entertainment type expenses. For example, I got a client who's got Golden State Warrior season tickets. And what he'll do is he'll take a client to the game and buy him a beer and hot dog, and he would write off those tickets. Mm-hmm. Well, can't do that anymore. You can write off the hot dog and the, and the beer, and, you know, they cost pretty penny, but they don't cost how much those tickets would cost you. <laughs> so that expense no longer is... Uh, a deductible expense for businesses. So that's a hurt. That's, that's a hurt. And and those are new changes, right? So so someone yeah. like me, who's a layman, who don't have a who may be doing his own taxes as far as, as doing a small business. If I don't know all know the that. changes that were made, then I can end up writing off, you know, my my my, uh, um, you know, Carl and I going to the Warriors. I can write those tickets off, and then the food, and then IRS come back and say, no, 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 Mister Walsh, you can't write that uh, that t- right. the, the game yeah. off. Correct. So what's the difference between the game? What what's the difference between, the, between writing off tickets for a game and t- and writing off dinner at the game, or just writing off dinners? But you can still write off dinners, right? As far as you can uh, still write off the food, right. the food and the drink, you can still write off. It's the entrance into the event that you can't write okay. off. All right, so there's so a lot of, of there's, you know, like there's an admissions to uh, you know, say you're taking a client to a, I don't know. Uh, say a concert, okay? That, that that might be something that you would take, you know, someone to to preview a concert. I, yeah, you can't write off the tickets to the concert to the venue, and not okay. to the op. You can, like I said, you can you can you can write off the food and you know the popcorn and the hot dog and that stuff. You cannot write off the entrance fee to get into a location and call it entertainment. Okay, so so there's a lot of changes in small businesses as far as the write-offs this year. I mean, I'm not going to say a lot, but there's some major ones, some ones that people are typically used to, you know, getting, and they're not. A lot of people are making the mistake of thinking that uh, the you know everything's more simplified because the the um, the um, you know it's shorter. 
Uh, the standard deduction mm-hmm. has doubled. What what has happened is, though, uh, what a lot of people might spend more time doing than they need to is trying to, you know, add up all these little things to kind of get above that certain threshold of, say, $12,000 if you file a single. Well, there's no need to go through all of that effort if you know you don't have $12,000 worth of expenses to deduct. You just take the standard deduction. So, you know... Um, you know, it's just kind of time and effort. But uh, but the big one of the biggest, biggest changes that people are seeing here in California is the $10,000 cap on, um, on property, property tax, tax yeah. uh, sales tax. That's that's huge. Uh, I, I literally saw, uh, I looked at three clients just yesterday. The prior year, they had 20, paid out about twenty two, twenty three thousand 23000 in property taxes and state and local taxes. And they only get ten thousand that they can deduct. That's just capped. So people in high property, uh, high tax property states like California, New York, New Jersey, Texas, they they get hit the biggest because that's the, that's that's one of your larger deductions is uh, property taxes, and now it's capped at ten thousand. Well, what's so, the incentive? Uh, why would somebody do something like that? Because it 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 uh, negates the incentive of wanting to be a you know property owner. Well, maybe it, 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 it doesn't give incentive in, in, in high uh, property value areas at all. No, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, you know, the states like, you know, say uh, Arizona or maybe a Florida or somewhere. Mississippi. That has, you know, a lower Mississippi, property Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. Yeah. yeah, those it probably won't affect. But, it, but, uh, but the California, New Jerseys and, you know, New York, I mean, some could say that, you know, Trump maybe had in, in mind to, uh, you know, tax the, you know, the, the New York and California states because, you know, he's, he's not as like that. Speak, <laughs> that's a rumor. Speaking but, of that, uh, now that's uh, the no, craziest right. thing in the world for him to do because he's a big property owner. Uh, but I want to ask you this because we got about two or three minutes before this segment's on it over. What do you think? Uh, can they get Trump on his taxes? I mean, you're a tax guy. Do you follow that, Daryl? I follow it a lot. And the one thing I wish out of all of the stuff that's going on with him is if they just expose his taxes, we could see his taxes. You can tell everything about him. You can tell where the money's coming from, where he's going. You can look at, you know, maybe you've got a couple of different shell companies in there, but all that stuff is available in his taxes. So if that comes out, if he ever produces a tax return with schedules, you know, Schedule E for rental, Schedule C for business, Schedule you know A for item. If he reveals that, even if he just shows it ten forty, that will be very revealing yeah, as to what he's doing, what he's doing. With the people that he's got doing his taxes, you don't think that some of the some of the um, laundering that he's doing, that type of stuff, wouldn't be on the taxes, or do you think it'll be there but just trying to hide it? Oh, it it will be. It will be. There you go. Thank you. It it will be on there. I mean, you, you can't hide it. Now, there, <laughs> there, there's. I mean, you can't hide the source of where stuff comes from. Now, there's some different things you can probably, you know, do to kind of, you know, shelter it a little bit. But, but there, there are different ways that people kind of manipulate numbers around and move things around and put it over here. Maybe I'll pay my kid a salary, and you know, you, you pay your kid a salary, and he's like two years old. But you know, okay, he's not really getting the salary. I mean, there are ways. You can do things like that, and I'm I'm sure he's you know pushed the pushed the envelope to the limit as far as what he could 
the duck and not the duck. All right. So we go, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and uh, when we get back, I want to talk. We're going to talk more with Daryl Dunn. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the new tax laws that they um, incorporated, and how people are getting less on refunds. I want to talk more about state and property taxes, especially the difference between uh, here and uh, and and in Alabama. And um, and talk a little bit more about what small businesses, especially small businesses, can use to write off. Uh, you're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis and Carl Welch. We're talking to Daryl Dunn, and we will be back in a minute. Join the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce and watch your business grow. Participate in mixers, webinars, and training workshops to help start, finance, and grow your business. All with the help of the Chamber's certified Small Business Development Center's consultants for free. That's right. Sign up for one-on-one help from a certified small business development expert advisor for free. Call 408-288-8806 or visit blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. And now back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Uh, And uh, we're talking about something that we know that is one of his favorite things, which is taxes, money. And and Daryl just loves giving all his money away to the federal government. Uh, (laughs) Don't don't do interest free loans. (laughs) All these people talk about they want big giant refunds. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. yeah. See, that's one of the things I don't understand how a company like GE can make, you know, a billion dollars net profit, but pay absolutely no taxes. Well, corporate taxes, that's different. <laughs> you get into that, that's, that's, that's a little different because they got different rules. In fact, though, this year, one of the huge changes in corporate taxes, I think they dropped the tax rate, I think it was from 37% down to, to 21%. 20, 21%. And that's not even yeah. the actual tax, what they're paying. They're probably with all the deductions and stuff. You think they're paying like 10% or less? Zero. Yeah, zero. They probably, Amazon yeah. Yeah. and GE and. Well,. Well, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, it, it, it you know, it, well, yeah. Well, so it, it, that's a whole nother kind of segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's flip it, Daryl. Let's be very positive. Let's let our viewers, I mean, our listeners here, that if you get so big and you're so big that you could pay no taxes, maybe that'll uh, inspire people to get bigger. Uh, our chamber would like to get bigger, and we want to talk yeah. to you and other people about audits. And so uh, during the break, we were talking a little bit about audits. And community-based yeah. organizations are always looking for firms that can do audits for them because that's, sometimes that's a, a big part of the grant. Can you say a little bit about your company and any other company you're working with, Daryl, that can help uh, community-based organizations sure. with audits? Before you do that, tell why some of the small companies would want an audit uh, and then and then go ahead and answer. But just, why would a company want uh, to to, to uh, have an audit? Well, I mean, certain certain um, like say for example, if you're a nonprofit, it's required that you have an audit. I think it's like every two years or three years or something like that. So some of it is not just because you got in trouble; it's just because it's a requirement. Uh-huh. Um, but most audits are because something went wrong. <laughs> you, you know, put something out there that, you know, was a red flag to the IRS and they were like, hey, you know, we questioned this expense or, you know, maybe you wrote, you wrote in that you, you know, bought a $100,000 car and you, you know, work at a, I don't know, a, a McDonald's and it's like, okay, well, wait, something <laughs> don't really work like, you know, so it, it usually triggers, they kind of come up that, you know, trigger an audit. So, um, so, it, but a lot of times it's because you did something that was above the average 
uh, in fact, here, here, here's how I kind of explain it. The way our system kind of works is, let's just say the average person uh, has a, uh, uh, say, a deduction of a uh, telephone expense, you know, 50 bucks a month is $600 a year. That's a kind of low, but just say $1,200 is your average phone bill for a year, $100 a month. Keep numbers simple. If you write down, you got a $4,000 phone bill and the average is like 1200 that's a red flag. Uh-huh. You know, if you have a home office and you say that, uh, you know, 30% of your entire home is used for business, when the average is more like, say, maybe 10 or 11, 12%, that's reason for an audit. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, when you go above the averages significantly, those are things that sort of, you know, wake up the IRS to say, hey, you might need to take a closer look at you guys. And that's when audits kind of really, really And, get and your company, your company does audits? My company does do audits. I, in fact, so I work for Mike Ferguson, uh, Ferguson and Company CTAs, right down down there, 1734 Martin Luther King. Um, Shameless plug. Own, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> no, I'm just I, I tell them, I mean, where I work, I mean, it is a CPA <laughs> tax firm. No, no, no. no, no, no. We want, yeah, we want you to do that. We want you to do it, Daryl. I'm supposed to do that. Oh, yeah, okay. Right, well, yeah, yeah. You know, okay. Well, plug, plug for Mike. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, but one of the things that, you know, I'll say this is since we're talking about audits, uh, we we do get our share of audits to come in. Uh, but what I'll say is that the, the audits that are the better audits, at least for you know us to do, are ones where obviously the client is a little bit more organized. And and one of the things I'm always you know pushing people to do, not just say for their for their you know large business or their small businesses, but for them individually, because we get, I'd say our average client that comes in here to get to get their taxes done is a uh, is a couple, uh, probably more than half of them have maybe a small business or a Schedule C um, and a kid. I mean that's that's typical. But what I always tell people to do for their business, large or small, is put as much as as many transactions as you can electronically. So you have your debit mm-hmm. card or you have your credit card or whatever how you use your business, but put it on that card because a lot of times where the, when the audits come in, they're going to refer to your bank statements, your credit card statements, uh, or receipts. And a lot of people are not good at keeping receipts. And a lot of people will pay cash and those are harder to track. But if you do uh, everything on a debit card or your bank account, you can go in and grab that information from your account, download it, and I can, you know, I have all the transactions right there at my fingertips. So when I'm sitting down with a uh, with a IRS auditor and they're kind of going through, you know, well, where, you know, where'd you, how do you support this four thousand dollar expense? I have a laundry. I got a list from that credit card statement by date, right? You know, title, <laughs> and here it is, and they can't dispute that. So, so that's what I, I tell people: put as much as you can on a on a debit card or credit card, and that way, you know, you can track you know track it yourself. What else would you tell? I, I got a small business. Say I got a storefront. Uh, um, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a mechanic. <clears throat> yep. um, and, and I'm doing business and I, I do pretty decently. 
what are two or three things that you would tell me as the owner of the, of the mechanic shop uh, as far as uh, what to do in order to, one, make sure that my taxes are done easily and simply, uh, but also what I can do to help save money, uh, which might be something I'm missing out on? Uh, I'd say an auto mechanic shop, I mean, obviously you're probably paying some kind of rent, uh, and most of, your, most of your transactions are going to be credit cards. I mean, that's not a... Uh, you know, a, a five, ten dollar, twenty dollar business. I mean, you can take your car in to get repaired or buy tires. You know, those those are higher dollar mm-hmm. amounts. So, um, uh, you'll want to have you know everything electronically. People not going to the you know get the car repaired and paying in cash. <laughs> just not. But uh, but no, you you just want to make sure you you know have your uh, credit card statements available for your know, ways to pay. Uh, you probably will have advertising, promotion, write-offs. Um, rent will be big because I'm sure you're paying for the space. Um, but it's in labor. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you got if you got mechanics, you're probably paying them you know, more than $600 in a year. If you have more than $600 in a year, you're required to issue a 1099 uh, to your to your subcontractors. I'll call them. Uh, and you want to make sure you issue those. It's like there's there's one thing to, you know, have the 1099, but you still got to file them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people will, you know, get the Social Security information for all the people that they're working for, and uh, and they'll 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 have it, but then they won't send it to the federal government, and that you know is a write off for for your business to you know pay your mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people that, you know, dealing uh, security. So they will, uh, you know, they will pay their, their security folks in cash. Well, if it's more than 600 bucks, issue them a 1099 and you can write that off as, as a business deduction. Okay. So, but you got to file a 1099. So you got to so, file it. Hey, Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Yeah, hey, hey, there's two questions I'd like to ask you because we've got about maybe three minutes to go. And one of them is um, the importance of taxes, how very important that is. And a lot of people don't realize that even in their investment, there needs to be some tax strategy, some tax efficient strategy with investment. And then the other one we can have some fun with because people always say, man, I sure wish I hit the lottery. They have no idea what type of taxes will hit them after they hit the lottery. So can you do the tax efficient investing? You know, and I know that'll deal with different IRAs or whatever accounts that you have. Uh, You want to talk a little bit about that and then help us a little bit with uh, hitting the lottery? Because I see Carl with about nine slips over there and I want to help him out. (laughs) Well, you know, they just uh, just in the news they get they said this that I think the second largest jackpot in history. They wait for the, the person to step forward. Right. I forget the the amount. It's something like sixty million dollars or something like that. But that sixty million dollars, just cut it in half yeah. because half of it is going to the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just just plan on that. But uh, but I would definitely take any anybody that wins the lottery. And I sure wish I was one of them. <laughs> I take the lump sum because a dollar a day. Is always going to be worth more than a dollar tomorrow. Right. I learned that in business school. It's one of the things I've taken to me 30 years ago <laughs> because you can always invest it. Yeah. You know, so you know you put it in. You know, something that's going to draw some interest. So, folks that hit the lottery big, take the lump sum, take that money, pay your taxes off. You don't want to have the IRS coming looking for you, and you know, do something. You know, hopefully good with it that doesn't involve a whole bunch of risk. You know, a lot of it sometimes is in planning is just setting on set. You know, certain setting up certain goals. 
I'll never forget, I worked with a guy that, uh, you know, back in the dot-com boom, he had a goal of making $20 million. And once he got to that $20 million, he hung up everything. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't want $30 million. He didn't want $40 million. He wanted twenty. <laughs> and once he got to that twenty. Never forget the next day he came in there, no suit on, jeans, and you know, t-shirt, and he's like, "I'm done. <laughs> I'm done." Um, hey, Daryl, listen, yeah. we we got two or three more shows that we need to do with you because a lot that we can, especially coming up in April. Uh, but uh, uh, we're gonna have to call it quits today. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.